Hey, what's up, everybody? Jordan Stoltz here with another episode of the Triple F Podcast. Hope you guys all had a great Thanksgiving and a great first week of December. Uh, I'm here on this episode to talk about nutrition, and today I'm going to be talking about bulking specifically, maybe even recomping or maintenance, but these are advanced strategies to improve your body composition and advanced strategies to really bulk properly because that's uh, probably the thing that people do wrong the most. I mean, fat loss is pretty straightforward, right? If you're not losing weight, you probably need to eat a little bit less or move a little bit more, and you just need to achieve that deficit, and you do that, and you're good, but it's not quite that simple with bulking. I always say that that's a much more complicated thing and an area where people can go wrong a lot more often in fat loss it's really just a matter of can you follow the plan consistently and uh, are you training okay if you can accomplish those two things while you're cutting you'll be good but in bulking it's a little bit different and adding any muscle and I do think that everybody should take the time to add some muscle right even if you don't have you know, big fitness goals or anything like that, you just kind of want to be healthy, it's still very, very beneficial to not be in a deficit for your energy, social life, and body composition, uh, and your metabolism, but the adding muscle itself is going to be a big marker of longevity, and it's going to really improve your quality of life, which is what I want to help people achieve, that's my goal. So, I do think everybody should do some kind of gaining phase. It doesn't have to be a bulk where you add a whole bunch of weight, but you should try to add some add some muscle and especially some strength over time. And I have a few different nutrition strategies that are going to help with that and are going to make that a little bit um, easier for you if you're willing to put in the extra work. These aren't necessary, but these can help. So let's get started with today's show. Uh, I don't remember the episode number, to be honest. I just kind of started recording. Uh, But let's get started with today's nutrition podcast, Fitness, Food, and Freedom. And let's begin. Welcome to the Fitness, Food, and Freedom podcast. Keep listening for some awesome advice on health, motivation, and becoming a better version of yourself. Be sure to tune in every week for Motivation Monday, Workout Wednesday, and Foodie Friday. Behind the mic today, your host, a strength and conditioning coach, husband, and businessman, Jordan Stoltz. What's up, everybody? Jordan Stoltz here with another podcast. As I talked about in the intro, today's show is going to be all about nutrition strategies for bulking and really specifically just advanced nutrition strategies because these are things that aren't necessarily aren't necessarily necessary, if that's the right way to say that. They're not necessarily necessary, but they can help a lot. Now, if you're focusing on adding muscle, maintaining, or just eating for performance, the things that really matter is eating so you're going to recover from training. That's a big one. Um, And also uh, eating enough, I guess you could say, and those kind of will go hand in hand, but also weight-wise, you don't want to be losing weight if you're focusing on performance or adding muscle. Um, maintaining weight is okay, but it's not optimal. If you really want to optimize, you should be gaining some weight very, very slowly or maintaining if you want to take things a little bit slower, um, and you need to be recovering and performing. So you can kind of pair together your workouts and nutrition and 
use them to um, adjust the other. So for your training, if you're so hungry and tired after your training sessions that you just want to eat the whole fridge, it might actually be a problem with your training, not your nutrition, and you need to back off a little bit, dial back something, and uh, focus on something else maybe. But the other side is also true. If your training is suffering, you're losing strength, you're not gaining strength at the pace you think you should, Uh, it could be a nutrition issue because that's what's fueling your workouts. These always go hand in hand, and recovery is always going to be the thing that's at the base, right? So if you are training in a way that's not allowing you to recover, you're not going to make progress. If you're eating in a way that's not letting you recover, you're also not going to make progress. So those are the big things, right? And bulking is really complicated. Adding muscle is really complicated. I don't even like to use the word bulking because I think it turns off people who don't want to add weight. But in reality, a lot of people, if not everybody, should take some time to eat in a surplus and train and gain some strength and muscle and improve their performance in life. I think that that's huge for everybody. There are some advanced strategies that make this easier and decrease the risk of fat gain because if you're look, looking at adding muscle, the I mean the main thing as long as you're supporting your training and your training's good, then the only thing we really have to worry about is gaining fat, right? We really have to just make sure that the fat gain doesn't get out of control, that you, if, even if you add a little bit, it's not that noticeable, and it's something that doesn't really take away from your quality of life or your confidence. So I have three, and I'm going to dive into those right now. These aren't in any particular order, but I think that these are these are things to consider if you're someone that wants to add some muscle and strength. So let's start with number one. I'm going to say it's carb cycling, and carb cycling, keep in mind, no magic here, right? Carb cycling is very straightforward, just higher carbs on some days, lower carbs on other days. What I like to do personally, because I train in the morning, is put high carb days on the days before my training sessions. So if I have a heavy training day on Monday, um, Sunday would be a higher carb day, kind of, you know, it's a carb up mentality, I guess, but it's not that extreme. It's just a little bit higher carbs to prepare myself for training. But if you trained later in the day, um, or just your schedule worked out this way, you might want to just schedule your higher carb days for your workout days. And I like just to raise calories in general, not just play with the macros. I actually do high calorie days and then lower calorie days. That's all coming from carbs. So you're adding some carbs, taking away carbs. If my baseline is 400 carbs a day, I'll go up to 500 on a couple days of the week and then drop it down to make up for the difference on the other days. And those are rough numbers, but that's roughly what I do because I like the extra fuel before my workouts. And a lot of times, honestly, what it ends up being like, it's, it really just ends up being around social things more than it does training. You can use it to optimize training, but I think it's worth noting that carb cycling is almost more useful uh, for social settings. So being able to realize you have a dinner coming up or Christmas day dinner, right, is coming up realizing that and then bumping up the calories and carbs on that day so you're able to stay in your plan and you can make up for that spillage on other days and if you pair a training day with that even better so that's number one carb cycling number two i actually like more i think 
everybody who's trying to add muscle should do this one. Well, carb cycling is very optional because I've seen a lot of people that just prefer to have the same carbs and it can come down to preference. You're really not going to see that much bigger of a performance increase out of the extra carbs, just a little bit. This one though is actually a big deal and this is protein timing. This is something that, um, I don't recommend you worry about if you can't nail down the big things in your in your nutrition, right? Big things in your nutrition really are just going to be number 1 eating the right amount of foods, the right calories, the right macros. Number 2, eating good quality foods. You're getting nutrients, antioxidants, vitamins, minerals, all those things. If you're getting those and you're eating the right amount of food, you're good. You're 90% of the way there. But if you really want to optimize muscle building, uh, I do recommend protein timing, which essentially is eating some type of protein, 20 to 40 grams, depending on your size um, and the source of your protein, eating that every three, four hours, something like that. So what I'll do is I'll wake up, I'll train, I will have some protein post-workout, remember I'm including carbs and fat too, I'm just telling you about the protein right now, have some protein post-workout, that's going to be roughly 9 o'clock in the morning uh, by the time I get done with the workout, and that'll be some protein, probably have 35 grams of protein or something like that, then a few hours later around noon is going to be lunch, and the lunch is going to include protein of course, and then Around 3, 3.30, I'll have a protein snack, and this is typically only protein. I'll usually have two containers of Greek yogurt, four pieces of light string cheese, or a protein shake. Something simple, something easy to grab on the go, but just a little, little spike in protein for the muscle protein synthesis. Um, and then dinner. And most of the time, I actually won't do a snack at night, but you could do that as well to get one little extra spike of protein. But I usually just eat dinner and then just kind of let it go the rest of the day because I enjoy, um, I guess, going to bed on more empty stomachs. I like to be done eating by nine or so. Uh, But that is what I do, and I think that that is making a big difference. I've noticed a a huge benefit in... One, staying more full, not going off plan, because protein is very filling and satiating. And if you know you have a protein feeding, not to make us sound like cattle here, but if you have a protein feeding coming up at 3 o'clock, you're probably a lot less likely to reach into the candy bowl at 2.30, right? Which is something that I was pretty guilty of before is, man, you finished lunch, you got a long ways till dinner, but if you know you have this snack and it's actually for something like building muscle, it's important to get that protein in. For spiking muscle protein synthesis, uh, it helps you stay a lot more full and a lot more on plan. The other benefit is really that you're just going to build a little bit more muscle over time. And keep in mind, this is a very, very small percentage. This is optimization. This is not the big things in your nutrition, but uh, it is going to make a little bit difference in in how well you're recovering and building muscle. And I've definitely noticed a difference when you include more regular protein and spreading protein across the whole day instead of just putting it all in a one meal or something like that. I think it's a much better idea to spread it out if you're able to, if it's convenient for you. Um, and keep in mind the big thing is eating the right amounts. If you're doing that, you're good. Also keep in mind, I wanted to mention on protein, 
protein, you can't weekly average protein like you can carbs. So I was just talking about carb cycling, higher some days, lower some days. Protein doesn't work like that. It's not going to be stored. So that means that if you are under on protein one day, you're supposed to eat 150 grams and you eat 100 you can't just eat 200 grams the next day to make up for the average. The calories will work out. You'll get your average calories, but the protein isn't going to work that way. So it's important to get the right amount of protein every day. I find that the best way to do that is to schedule out my protein. So I know that I have 35 grams for breakfast. I'll have roughly 55 grams for lunch, and then I'll have another 25 grams for a snack and then I'll finish it off at dinner whatever's left usually that's in the 30 to 40 range makes it pretty easy and I recommend doing that so you don't fall behind and so you are always basing things around the protein which is going to make a difference in recovery and building muscle over the long term Uh, and once again that's an advanced strategy my last one I wanted to talk about is something I've been doing for the last six months or so, and I've really enjoyed it. That is focusing on monthly weight gain instead of weekly. Um, this is something that I like to do with coaching clients as well because it's really easy to overreact on a week-to-week weigh-in, and I think that this isn't as true in fat loss and maintenance as it is in bulking, but when you're adding muscle and weight, you're going to see big spikes and then you're going to see plateaus and levels off. And this is going to be more true as you get deeper into a bulk. So at the beginning, you're going to see a more linear increase in weight and it might even be a little fast, but as you go on, that's going to be slower and slower. So what I like to do is take a percent of my total body weight and focus on that much weight gain for the whole month. And I'll look back at the end of the month and see see where the weight gain was in percentage-wise, right? And it's going to, for me, 200 pounds, it's going to average out my, I go anywhere from a half a percent to 2% per month. And I like to normally settle in right around 1%. So that adds, that's two pounds a month or a half pound a week. Um, and it's not always going to be a half pound a week is what I mean. And you don't want to overreact and overcorrect. So if I only add 0.2 pounds this week, it's not a good idea to add another 100 or 2 calories if you're already in a surplus because you might spike up weight all of a sudden. It's really hard to get that back down. If I gain 1.2 pounds the next week, then I'm already almost at my monthly max. So what I should be doing is playing it out in the long game, right? So if I gain 0.2, maybe I just ride it out. But the next week, if I gain 0.1, Maybe I bump them a little bit because I know I have that two-pound goal by the end of the month. And by the end of the month, if I haven't met that, I'll raise calories a little bit. And if I went over, I'll drop them a little bit. It's good to look at things on this metric because it's going to keep you from overcorrecting, gaining weight or losing weight uh, too much in your bulking phase. And it's also going to it's also going to really help you stick to it longer, I think, because you're looking at things in bigger chunks. You're going to start looking at your training that way, which is just going to help you stay there longer, which is only going to help. And I think that that's really important. So those are my three advanced strategies for bulking and adding muscle. I think they are very important if you want to optimize, not very important if you just want to live a balanced life. So carb cycling can be kind of a pain, uh, but it is going to help your performance a little bit. Protein timing can be a pain for a lot of people. I find it actually helps people get their protein in, 
Uh, but if you really want to optimize your muscle growth, you need to be doing that. And focusing on monthly weight gain instead of weekly is going to help you keep an eye on the right trend and where you're going overall with your progress. So those are my three tips. Hope you guys enjoyed them. If you like the podcast, please subscribe and review it and like it and do whatever you have to do to help it reach more people. Any support you can show the podcast would be greatly appreciated. If you're interested in any type of coaching service or just want to ask me some questions, you can get a hold of me through my email, jordanstoltzfitness at gmail.com. I'll put that in the description of the podcast. Coaching is pretty affordable and it's something that I uh, like to do for people because I think it really helps set you up on how to do this on your own later, which I think is important in fitness. I don't like to keep a wall, a barrier behind the information. So if you ask, I'll tell you also, but uh, that's it. I'll see you guys next episode. This will probably be coming out on Tuesday um, this week and the next one will probably be dropping on Thursday or Friday. So keep an eye out for that. Subscribe if you're not, and I'll talk to you later. Thank you for listening to the Triple F Podcast. Please leave a five-star iTunes review and share the podcast with your friends and family. Tune in next time for more great tips on On fitness, fitness, food, and and freedom. freedom.